This is the Rugby Odds, where an unlikely pundit panel of a wordsmith, a WWE legend, a rugby star, and a supermodel scour the globe, seeking best bets and bad behavior. Are you not entertained? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know what, thank you. Yeah, thank you. You know, your support and your applause they uh, they gave me what I needed to get back on the winning track, and I had a, had a good week. And that's good for everybody, making money here on the Rugby Odds. And to do that, I need help. And if you look in the Sponsor Opportunity Green Room, you will once again see the WWE Hall of Famer turned rugby advocate John Bradshaw Layfield, who's eating every show now on camera. And you will see that he's alone because King Gift Day Beilu is still on his rugby sojourn to Thailand. But in the meantime, we have a great show, a great show. If you look at the, your company name here, Slate, you'll see what I'm talking about. And also, we have celebrities joining us. Once again, George Hook, the Irish rugby legend, is waiting in the wings. But also, Welsh rugby legend and co-owner of the MLR Chicago Hounds, Darren Morris, is waiting in the wings. John, we were 34 and 23 collectively last week. A much better result than we've had in recent days. The French top 14 and Ulster kept us from looking really, really good on the weekend. Gift's not here to argue with me, but he gets the wooden spoon this week. You can't give this wooden spoon to King Gifted Baylo. That is impossible. You cannot do that, especially in Absentea. But, John, while we're debating that or the audience is debating that, let's move on and talk about last weekend's action. Freaking Ulster. I was going to go 6-0 or, or whatever it was, set whatever it was, how many games there were until Ulster decides to blow that in the last minute. That was horrible. That being said, some of the South African games, just like we predicted, were excellent. Great games, a lot of athleticism and speed. The big thing I noticed was Leinster off their set piece. It looked like they had run this a hundred times, and they probably had from their academy days on. This was just a play, and it worked perfectly. It's exactly like it was drawn up. You know, it's just the difference in coaching at Leinster. I think the system at Leinster is just that much better. Not that they're the best team necessarily; they very well could be. But the system at Leinster is just head and shoulders better than everybody else. The way that they can seamlessly adjust each player stepping in for the next guy that gets hurt or the next guy that's out for Irish camp is amazing. Anything else catch your eye? Yeah, the Sharks play tough. You know, that, that's a good team down there. They have not figured out a way to get it rolling this year. They got tons of talent. My busy, so many of those guys. I mean, they have they have really got some talent down there, but they just have not been able to figure out how to put it together. At times they did this past week, like they've done every single week, but they're, they're just, they're a big disappointment this year, despite the fact they have great athleticism and they're going to beat some more teams handily by the time this season's over. We were talking about the Sharks having all these spring box, but you can't dismiss the Stormers. They could win the whole competition. They look unbeatable. You got Leinster on the other side. I think that's the only team that can match up. But Stormers look unbeatable. Lions play tough like they always do. It came up a little, a little bit short, but uh, it, there were some good games. Look at us talking rugby. We've become friends here. This is nice. We no, know. we're not friends. No, we're not friends. We're bonding. No. We're, this is bonding. No, we're not bonding. I, I don't yes. like it. But... How about the good story about Alex Cuthbert getting back into action for Ospreys, the Wales, the Wales International? Hadn't played a match in 53 weeks since last year in the Six Nations representing Wales. Guy came back, came off the bench at number 22, and clearly had an impact in that second half, especially against Stockdale. Two big bodies banging against each other on the wing. 
He won that battle, made some key plays, including some clearing some rucks as a wing. And Osprey's come away with that unbelievable last-second drop goal win. Great stuff. We harp on Ulster dropping the ball as badly as they did, and they did, figuratively and every other way in the world. But Osprey's play tough. Well, it'll be interesting to see what George Hook, who's waiting in the wings, has to say about that. George does not like you. He really does not like you. Well, we'll find out soon enough. Let's bring in George now. George Hook, everybody. All right, George Hook. Yeah. And we are going to talk Six Nations, George. No, we're not. We're going to talk about Leinster. John, the lack of disrespect that you're showing George Hook by having your mouth full of food is beyond mind-numbing. You're the one that started the show back while I was eating. Keep stuffing your face. You, oh, you don't know that we shoot at this time? Well, the lovely Ingrid was deeply concerned that we're shooting at this time, and it might be suitably replenished. She delivered a most fabulous rice pudding uh, and strawberry jam. I really wish that Vladimir Putin would make you something to eat, Matt. <laughs> It's not even funny. It is funny, yeah. Let's talk some Six Nations. we got the upcoming right. matches, George. What's your take on Ireland-Wales? My first memory of a, a Five Nations match, it was, as it was then, was 1948 when we won the Grand Slam. Rugby has been part of my life since I was seven. Ireland have never been in the position they're in now in the world game. I mean, forget about rankings, right? The one, two, three, or whatever. They are so far removed from everybody else. It's 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 incredible. And for some incredible reason, for which Farrell takes enormous credit, we are now one of the great nations on earth. It's unbelievable. And we're doing it without Sexton. This is Hamlet without the Prince of Denmark. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> Ireland, Scotland, and England. This to me is the matchup, the, the most interesting matchup of the week because I think we know what's going to happen with with Ireland and Wales and France and Italy. This the one is the one that could be competitive. Is England? Scotland has blown two second half leads. They almost lost the first one. They did lose the last uh, Six Nations game. England just has not looked good. They've had yellow cards. They've had penalties. What happens in this game, and is England really gone down that much? Is it a matter just to discipline new players? What is the problem with so many penalties in England? If you're English, and, and like particularly your Bortrick, you actually think you're very good. When you compare England to what went before it under A.D. Jones, um, I'm a huge fan of Gregor Townsend, the coach of Scotland. I was a huge fan when he was the playoff, and I'm a huge fan when he was the coach. I don't understand what they've done the last two games, where they just switched off. I don't think that in front of a home crowd in the Calcutta Cup, the Calcutta Cup against England is the game. I think they're going to win. I, I like wow. England... I mean, you have England are still thinking about someone like Tuilagi, like who's out of the arc. I mean, he's from an era of rugby that's gone, you know. Um, they, they we're zeroing in the fullback. He's brilliant to catching the ball. Hello? I thought catching the ball was part of the game. So, <laughs> like, you know, he's he's a great catcher of the ball. I have to hand it to him. He's really good in the game. That there's an awful lot of kick. Well, they could use him in Ulster. But he doesn't offer a lot else. He doesn't offer anything. All right. So you think Scotland's going to win that one? 
You think Ireland's going to handle Wales with no problem? How about France? Well, versus they didn't Italy? say with no problem. Okay, I so mean, Wales are getting better. It always upsets me if Wales do well when one Gatland is the coach. Like it's going to upset me in the future of Australia do well and Schmidt is the coach. Um, but they, if you compare, if you have only got two games to do it, but they got better in the second game than they did in the first game. So I think they'd be better. I don't think they win. But like it's not sort of no problem. Go to the bookie and collect your money. It's not. So you think it might be a tight match? I think it will. Okay. And how about France versus Italy? It's a no-brainer, really. You know, like Italy now have smashing bags and no pack. And sadly, you can't play rugby without a pack of forwards. It's no good having tap dancers on the back line, you know, if if you haven't got, you know, heavy-duty guys slugging away up front. Then, interestingly, Tommaso Allen has just given the game up. Yeah. Yet another example of the pressures these players are under. He's given it up. But then they dabbed everybody's eyes by grabbing uh, Michael Liner's son. So I'd really be looking forward to watch Michael Liner's son play. Yeah. He's got great DNA. So if DNA means anything, his kid's going to be good. On that note, we are out of time in this segment. I want to thank Mr. George Hook for joining right, us. George, George Hook! Yes! Yes! Yeah! Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. And we're back, and we are back with Mr. Darren Morris joining us again, the Welsh legend and co-owner of the Chicago Hounds. You can see the hat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad to have Darren on. I wish Darren was on here all the time instead of you. I like it. <laughs> you know what? I, really I don't like you at all. After working with you for four seasons, I feel the same way, John. Darren, welcome. What a great comeback. That's the, one of the dumbest things I've ever First heard. First question for you, Darren, is how sick of John Bradshaw Layfield are you? Oh, we'll meet you for a coffee later, mate. We'll never, never be sick of John. Thank you. <laughs> oh, perfect. I'm perfect. Fine. John, did you have a question for Darren while we're wasting his precious time at Six Flags in Dallas? Yeah, Darren, first of all, I'll talk to you about the Six Nation, about Wells, who played very hard, come up short a couple times, but played really hard. But uh, MLR starting up uh, in a few weeks. Tell me what you think about the new season coming up. Tell me about the Chicago Hounds. They were loaded last year. Did not have the season that probably you guys wanted, but you got a ton of talent, good coaching. Tell me about uh, what you think about the season coming up. Yeah, uh, it's been, um, you know, coming in quite quickly last year. It was a tough ask by everybody. Uh, guys doing a, a relatively good job there and uh, having a runway now and good preseason, a couple of hit-outs already. Uh, everybody's excited for the new season coming up. Uh, but, you know, as we see every year, it, it gets better and better each year. And the fact that, um, you know, we've got unknown quantities with LA and Anthem and, and Florida coming in, uh, I think there's going to be um, an interesting uh, dynamic come playoffs, and I believe and I hope that, you know, uh, we're in the mix. 
All right, let's go across the pond. We got that thing called the Six Nations kicking off again, round three. And as John touched upon, your Welsh team coming off of two tough, tough losses. As a player, how difficult it is for you to make that transition on even a weekly basis from the national team to the pro team and then back to the national team? Sometimes it's quite nice to come back to, to, to your team because then it's uh, not quite as intense, but obviously the games are very, very important. And I um, Normally, the team benefits from that transition where you're playing at a higher level. You come back down, and as long as you're not carrying any knocks or injuries, the players tend to give your squad, your team, your normal team, a little boost because of performance and, and the energy which they bring back. Uh, but even saying that, it is quite tough from a playing perspective because they've had two weeks of hard. We only see the two week weekends of them playing. You know, prior to that, it's the build-up, it's the pressure, it's the it's it's the environment which is you know created by the coaches, especially gets gets the boys really clued in on that. And to come back, sort of decompression, as as I'd say, uh, ready to go back into it, ready for this week. So you don't think that they're they're fried or their um, their spirits are lessened after those two tough losses? I, I think it's the other way around. I think. Uh, you know, you've got to look at the personnel which he's brought in and been playing. Um, they, they're all young, young talent, and they're going to grow and develop. And I, you know, thinking back, it's always uh, when you're young and got so much energy and so much, uh, you know, you want to set your stall out, as to say. I think these guys are young and they want to impress and they want to become better. Darren, what are your thoughts about Warren Gatlin right now? You had 26 points uh, unanswered against Scotland a few weeks ago. Came back last week against England. Uh, this week they got a real tough one, obviously, in Dublin. Who Ireland is just as good as they've ever been right now, it appears. But these, these young guys are fighting for 80 minutes. It's really fun to watch Wales play because they don't quit. You know, that's, I don't yeah. know if that's me, I don't know if that's coaching. What's your thoughts on what Warren Gatlin's doing in the Wales future? I, I, I saw a quote the other day, John, on, on that. And um, if, if Gats could bottle that half-time speech against Scotland, I think he'd never <laughs> okay. have to work again a day in his life. I, I think he has a very good knack of saying the right thing at the right time. He gets the Welsh mentality and they think the underdog uh, sort of scenario, play on the heartstrings. Um, and I think he does that exceptionally well. And I think Wales will be licking their lips going to Ireland this weekend. No one gives them a any a snowball hell, hell in chance of getting anything from there, which I think is a dangerous thing. And I think Ireland will not uh, underestimate Wales at all. And I think they'll go into this very, very focused and very organized, which they are. And, and I, I do believe right now Ireland are top, top of the tree. I think they are fantastic. Has Ireland gotten that much better? Or, or is there a drop in, say, talent, say, in England and France? Because Ireland this year just seems much better than everybody else in the Six Nations. People forget that the, the players, are, except for a few, are still quite young. And I think they've been developing and developing. And I think the experience from the World Cup has given them that extra drive. Andy Farrell and the rest of the guys there are just a unified coaching organisation. And I think because they've proven the success, I think they have the faith of everybody. And that's Having the knowledge and the faith that everybody trusts you and wants you, I think that filters through onto the playing field then. And before we let you go, uh, Dinobors over the Blue Revs. Oh, 
<laughs> See, he knows who they are, John. He knows who they are. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I, I think I'll go for a home win. Okay, that would be the Dinobores. They're in a serious question, one you don't want to slap Matt from just by being a smartass. So the URC is – now, if they got the MLR because of bias – is the URC the best league in the world once you've added the South African teams? It just seems to me the travel, the dynamic. I love the URC, but what is your thoughts on it? I, I do believe it's got a great international flavor now. And I think, you know, that benefits, like you go back to the Irish, where you said about the Irish, I think that's benefiting the Irish provinces and the players very well. That that competition is probably, yeah, I agree. That and the probably French league right now where the top two, in my opinion. Would you like the road trips if you were a player, though, going down to South Africa? Personally, yes, I would have, yes. I, I would have really liked you're that. You're leaving the terrible weather up there to go down to South Africa in the summer? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, spending three weeks down on the veld, high veld, it'd be perfect. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I don't know. A young guy with a lot of money, smoking hot women in Cape Town. I, I, <laughs> summer, I don't – yeah, you're right, Matt. I don't know what the draw is. Yeah. But, the you know, got to pack all that luggage. Your toothbrush and flip-flops. Yeah, exactly. Flip-flops, yeah, your flip-flops and your short, your Houston Sabercats shorts. That's a different episode. We'll talk about what he's wearing, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, I want to thank the legend that is Darren Morris. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, John. All right. Listen, we got to take a break. We're going to come no, back. No, we don't have to take a break. Yeah, we, we are behind right now. Just stay where you are. cleats you need them tomorrow if you order today by 3 p.m new york time or noon la time they can have them to you tomorrow young old male female if you're playing on turf if you're playing on grass if you're playing in the rain you're playing in the heat they've got you covered rugbynow.com go there now and we're back all right that was darren morris ladies and gentlemen john uh he's he's a knowledgeable guy and he's he's, he's the guy that's played and coached and been on the national team and professional team, so he gets it. So that was good intel. Now we got to translate it into wins in the Six Nations. Well, of course, he's a knowledgeable guy. He's played at every level, the highest level. He's part owner of Chicago Hounds. Why would he not be a knowledgeable guy? You're stating the obvious. Well, we have a lot of people out in the audience there, John, that don't know anything about anything. Our audience is dumb. They're your fans. Anybody watching out there is stupid. Ireland, minus 22 and a half versus Wales at home. John, who do you like? Ireland's going to boat race them boys. Now look, Wales has A lot of points. I don't care how many points. It's not enough. Wales has gotten two games where they played hard for 80 minutes. And they had yellow cards in both of those. They benefited from They're playing against 13 players in both games, uh, against England and Scotland. They're not going to have that benefit against Ireland. Ireland's not going to make mistakes like that. And Ireland, I think, just absolutely dominates. I think Wales plays hard. I think Wales has got a great future. But this is Ireland at their absolute top, and this is Wales at one of their weakest points in their history. So even though they're going to play tough, Ireland is going to win this, in my opinion, and cover easily. Pigs are flying. I'm agreeing with you. I think Ireland, like you said, is just at the top of their game. They're really deep. There's one all-star. One all-star goes down. Another one steps in. They are fluid. They are mechanical. They are technical. 
but they're also very disciplined. They stay out of the sin bin, and we're seeing the sin bin killing teams across the Six Nations. You have wings. What's that? You have wings. You have wings. Pigs are flying. You have wings. Let's see what Gift has to say. I'm going to go with Wales on that one. Uh, Wales is still a young team. They're still they're not playing winning ball, but they are playing enough to keep people on their toes. All right, now we're moving on to the other matches. We have Scotland at Murray Field welcoming in England. This is a biggie, John. Huge, and this is the most interesting game of the weekend. I think the other two games, you can pretty much figure out who the winner is going to be. I don't think you can figure this one out very easily. I know it's three and a half points. That's basically home field advantage, which Murray Fields, certainly you have that with uh, the Scots. Uh, I, I think Scotland wins this game. Look, I, I don't think, I'm not sure what England's problem is. They, they don't have much discipline. They've got too many penalties, too many yellow cards. I don't know what that's from, whether that's a disorganized team they're coaching. I'm not sure what it is, but they're not playing like England played the last few years, even though they've got pretty much the same talent, except, of course, for Owen Farrell. I think Scotland wins this game. Maybe the fact that Owen Farrell is that fiery leader that bangs his body into other, you know, are yes. they missing that up front? I mean, when you get look back there and you got that guy is going to fight and that guy's going to make a kick under pressure, and that kick he made the rain from 40 meters, whatever it was out against the all blacks, when the pressure was on him, he had to make it. When you got that guy in the back line and you know, that guy is going to fight no matter what he's going to fight with you. That's hard to replace. That's not just a matter of physical talent. That's a real leader that you're having to replace. I think losing Owen Farrell has really hurt England. Let's see what gift has to say. Uh, Scotland uh, protecting their house. In Murray Field versus England, they are the favorites by three and a half points. I've said consistently that I think that England is going to win the Six Nations, even though they're not playing the greatest, but they had a good one against Italy. You know, it's not too bad. Um, so uh, I look at this one, and I'm actually going to give the favorite over to England uh, to be able to get the three and a half, to cover the three and a half points and get the close win over Scotland. The next game up, France. 29 and a half point favorites over your Italians. Italy is hitting on all cylinders. They're not great, but they're getting where they're good. And I think Italy certainly covers this game. They don't be surprised, by the way, if Italy has a chance to win this game yeah. Yeah. down at the very end. And if Italy won this game, I would not, I would not say that's the greatest upset ever. I think they got a chance to win this game. This is for the Giuseppe Garibaldi Cup, after all. So let's not underestimate the importance. Hey, Italy has played so tough, and they've had some close games. It was a game they should have won. Italy has got a chance to go into France. France is a little bit wounded, missing the best player in the world. This is a real chance for the Italians to do something crazy on a world stage. I agree with you. Again, this is this is just stunning, I and mean, I apologize. You're agreeing. You know. It's okay to be right. No, I I am I am going to say that that's too many points, and that line may go down later in the week. But right now, we're looking at twenty nine and a half. I like the Italians' fire, but you know, George did say you can't win too many games without a pack, and he's he's really worried about the Italian. Pack. And that's going to be France's key. France is just going to try to beat them up. I mean, they're just going to try to line up and just physically bully them all over the field. And, and if they're able to do that, it's going to be a tough game for the Italians. But they might take their foot off the off the gas in the second half, which is what France does at times, which is confounding. I agree. There's so many ways you can 
so many ways you can cover this bet. Uh, it, Italy playing exceptionally well. France taking their foot off the gas at the end, getting a backdoor cover. I mean, there's so many ways you can win this bet. I would I would bet Italians all day at 29 and a half points. And here's uh, Gift on that game. Uh, France hasn't played great, but they've also played good teams. Uh, Italy just still isn't isn't there yet. Um, I'm hoping to break help them, but and I don't think it's still there. I actually think France takes their time and uh, dices them with a thousand cuts uh, on this one. Look for France to cover the spread and get the win on it. All right, John, we have Super Rugby kicking off this weekend, which is great because it's not only great rugby, but we can get some stuff to talk about in terms of great picks and value. In the first first weekend, John, who do you like? I was down in Melbourne one time during a Melbourne Cup. I've never seen an entire country drunk over a horse race. So I, going by that, the fact that in Melbourne there's a bunch of drunks, I'm going with the Brumbies <laughs> over the Melbourne Rebels. And and appropriately known as the Rebels. Okay. I, I think that's Correct. a they're, pick. They're just like you at, when you go to the pig and whistle and get drunk and have to get thrown out by Connick McCormick. What's his name? Well, Connick McCormick. Yeah. Connick McCormick. Yeah, okay. Conic That's what I just said. He has to throw oh, you it's out. it's Cormac every- McCormac. How do you, how do you screw Cormac his game McCormack. up? Cormac McCormac, yes. He's the greatest, rug, greatest rugby pub in the world. He has to throw you out every time because you get drunk with Stephen Lewis. Hello. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back. From New York City comes America's longest-running and most popular rugby show. The biggest names in Major League Rugby, MLR highlights, and big match previews. Rugby Wrap-Up presents MLR Weekly, made in New York City. What's up, everybody? Uh, I'm still out here in Southeast Asia. I am exhausted. We had an amazing tournament over at the Bangkok Tens International Tournament, biggest Tens tournament in the continent. Um, Anyways... I'm going back to resting and doing nothing because this recovery is very, very real. And we are back. I'm going to take the Reds minus six and a half over the Waratahs as my pick. Over in the top 14, the confounding top 14, where both Rassing and Bordeaux lost at home. Just mind-numbing losses at home, especially since they had to win these matches, allegedly. Who do you like this week, John? One of the teams that beat them, Montpellier is playing your Bayonne Boogers. And so I'm going to take Montpellier to beat your Bayonne Boogers. And I'm going to go with Pow, who won the other match. I'll be great to Pow, you like Batman. Pow! It may be, be pronounced Pow! I don't know. Pow! But we're going with Pow, because we're Pow! American. Pow! And he Pow! gets to do Pow! that to me. Pow! 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 And now we go to Japan's Rugby League. One, John, I know you love this because you get to pick a certain team involved this week. Go ahead. Yep. Give me the Kotetsu liners. Does it matter who they're playing? No. Fade them. Bet the other side. Well, I'm looking at the Brave Lupus minus 11 and a half versus the Cannon Eagles. I think the Lupus will win, but I think it's too many points. I'm going with the Eagles. Picks of the week. John, who do you like? I'm going to pick the Irish. To boat race them boys from Wales. I think mm. they uh, absolutely exceed this number, even though Wales is going to play tough. And if the over-under is in the 40-point range, I would take the over in this also. I'm going Super Rugby Pacific. I'm taking the Highlanders, minus 10.5 versus Moana Pacifica. 
On that note, I want to thank WWE Hall of Famer turned rugby advocate John Bradshaw Layfield, King Gift A. Bailu, George Hook, the Irish rugby legend and Welsh rugby legend Darren Morris. And thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including MLR Weekly. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. And please join our American Red Cross blood donor team. Won't you give all your blood? What? I wanted you to die. What else do you want? What? He, he's... What?